Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Amen and give the Lord some praise. The Bible talks about, amen, praising the Lord with a hand clap. Amen. So I want somebody in the room on today just to put those hands together and give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Somebody shout you, Jesus. Somebody shout glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. We thank God for being in the house of the Lord on this morning as we are in the midst of this holiday season. Amen. God has granted us, amen, um, uh, uh, his grace and his mercy to allow us to uh, be a part of what he's doing in this season. And we certainly don't want to take the goodness of God for granted. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, um, I will what bless the Lord how often at all times and what his praises shall continually be in my mouth so we bless the lord on today amen that he's allowed us to amen see this blessed day and uh um, i'm expecting something great from the lord um, I, I know i say this all the time but i say it because i really do believe that i, I expect something great from the lord there are many things that god has spoken to us amen concerning the things that he's going to do in our lives and i have no better sense than to believe god concerning those things that he's spoken amen so we again bless the lord amen for those things i want to bless the lord for my lovely wife amen pastor carly come on give the lord a praise for her amen who is working tirelessly amen amen in the ministry and uh, um i certainly appreciate the lord i, I know we have in the church uh, um, arena we have pastors we have bishops and we have first ladies in all of these things and um but, but she's not my first lady amen she is my first lady but i mean not in the scenario of ministry amen she is my partner amen in ministry amen Amen, and I certainly thank God for it, and um, I've often said this, and I say it today um, as a reminder, not only is she my partner, but she is my minister, my pastor, amen, because certainly she pours into my life as I um, endeavor to pour into her life, so I thank God for her. Come on, give the Lord another praise for her. <laughs> amen. Now, you that are online, we thank God for you on this morning, our online family. As always, you've been faithful in being a part of the ministry here, so we certainly thank God for you. And uh, we want to say as we end this holiday season, Merry Christmas to all of you all, and we trust that God will keep you guys uh, during this time of the year. <clears throat> I have a word that I want to share with us on this morning, uh, something that God dropped in my heart. I mean, I think it was sometime this week. And I want to share that word. It has been encouraging to me as I've gone throughout the week. And I want to share this word with you all as God has given it to me. I'm going to be coming from the book of Mark, the ninth chapter, the 23rd verse, as well as Luke. I'm sorry, as well as Numbers, the 13th chapter, and the 26th verse. 
I'm going to start in Numbers, and we're going to go to Mark. Numbers 13 and 26. If you have it, that's in the NIV. Okay, if you have it, all right. We're going to read that. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. Now, I want to sort of set the parameters here because this was after the children of Israel had come out of Egypt and they'd wandered in the wilderness. for. Well, they, at this time, they had not wandered. They actually had gone through the wilderness and came to the promised land. And Moses uh, um, sought out those men that they would go into the promised land and spy out the land and bring back a report. Amen. And this is uh, uh, where they'd come back from the report and they gave this report to Moses. They came back to Moses and Aaron and, and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. The next verse said they came and they gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. Okay? But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Enoch there. The Amalekites live in the, in the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live near the sea along the Jordan. Amen. Then Caleb <clears throat> silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Now I want you to look at this report here that uh, came back as a result of uh, these men going into the promised land. And I want you to always keep that note there, the promised land. Okay, they'd gone into the promised land. That is not just a, 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 a title uh, with no significance. Uh, the reason why they call it the promised land is because it is a land that God had promised to give to the children of Israel. If you note inside of scripture when God called Abraham out of his family house and told him, I want you to go and I want you to go into the land that I will give unto you and I'm going to cause your seed to flourish in the earth at the sands of the sea. He reminded Jacob, amen, when he was uh, left his home uh, after he had be, uh, betrayed his brother and told Jacob, said, this land that you're living, you are sleeping in now, he said, I'm going to give it to you and as far as you can see I'm going to give so I want you to understand that this is not just something that was uh, titled uh, for an area this is indeed a land that was promised to the children of Israel I wonder how many of us today have some land and I'm not talking about geographic land I'm talking about some things that God has promised you amen and now here the children of Israel are these leaders that had gone into this land and they came back with a report. And they, as they came back with a report, some of them began to talk to Moses and said, Moses, yes, it is indeed a land that flows with milk and 
honey. In fact, we brought some fruit back with you to let you see. But while we were plundering in the land, we saw some things that did not settle too well in our spirits. We saw some things that caused us caused fear to rise up in us. We saw some men over there that were giants. We saw some folk over there, the Amalekites and the Ammonites and, and all of these folk uh, that we know that we are not matched for them. Uh, so now in the sense of really, it is a land that flows with milk and honey, but, but Moses, we can't go there. <laughs> I, I, I wonder how many times in our lives uh, we remind ourselves uh, of the thing that God has spoken, but in the midst of our reminding ourselves, we see oppositions. We see difficulties. We see challenges. And in the midst of what we know God said, we step back and say, yes, God said it, but. But I want you to understand there were two men there that did not get caught up on what was happening around them. There were two men there <clears throat> that believed what God said in the midst of what was happening. There were two men there <clears throat> that did not allow their potential fear to override their faith. <laughs> and they stopped and they stilled the multitude. <laughs> Sometimes you got to still the multitude of voices that's coming to your ear. I think it was one writer said, be still and know. <laughs> Sometimes you have to tell your mind, you have to tell your heart, you have to tell your emotions uh, to what? Be still. Uh, they, they stopped and they said, now be still, listen. <laughs> Surely it is a land that flows with milk and honey, but I want you to understand we can. You ought to look at somebody and say, we can. He said, we can go in to possess it. I don't care about the giants. I don't care about the Amalekites. I don't care about the Amorites and all of those other Ike brothers. He said, we can go in to possess it. Now I want you to turn with me to Mark, the ninth chapter, and uh, the 23rd verse. <clears throat> and we find in this particular passage of scripture where there was this man that had a son that was possessed by demons. And the demons would often take the young lad and throw him into the fire and what have you. And they came to Jesus and just said, Jesus, now we, we went to your disciples and asked them, but there was nothing that they could do. And Jesus looked at him and said, okay, listen, how long this has been happening? But I want you to look at the 23rd verse. It said, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe... <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, if you can believe. He said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. 
I, I, I wonder how many of us that are here today can really embrace that truth that Jesus spoke to this man. If thou canst believe, all things are what? Possible. I don't care about the giants in the land. I don't care about the opposition that are coming your way. If you just believe what all things are what possible to them that believe. I want to talk to us just for a few minutes from this particular subject, and I'm going to try to hurry my way through on this morning. Uh, my subject this morning is living in the possible in the midst of the impossible. Okay, let me, let me repeat that. Living in the possible. Mm, mm, in the midst of the impossible. That may sound uh, 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 somewhat controversial or contradictory. But I want you to understand something here today that as believers... We can indeed live in the possible during impossible times. I, I, I wonder how many of us have, have had some impossible situations that plagued us. Uh, when I say impossible, I mean those things in our lives that we have assessed and concluded that there's nothing else. That I can do. I've come to the end of myself. This this man that had this ladder, I would imagine he tried everything to cause this young man to have a normal life. But he came to the end of himself. But I want you to understand something. Even though you've come to the end of yourself, there's still a realm. That you can find yourself in. That you can still experience possibilities. Mm. In the midst of impossible circumstances. Look at your neighbor if you will. And tell them any of you that are online. I want you to type in the chat box. It's still possible. Uh, I, I, I know we are, we are living in an age now where there seem to be trouble on every side. And now, now I, I want us to look at something because that's the reality. The reality is that we are indeed living in a troubled time. Everywhere you look, there's a whole lot of trouble. In our world and, and in our society. So much so to sometimes uh, you don't even feel like getting up. You don't feel like turning on the news. Because uh, you're going to always hear something about how troubled this world is. Challenges are ever before us. I don't know about you but... Um, there's some things that I, I, I really genuinely believe God for. But I want you to understand that even in the midst of those things, uh, there are still challenges. Challenges are ever 
before us. And it seems like uh, the spirit of darkness is, is raising his head on, on every side. Everywhere you look, there's a darkness. There's a, a spirit of darkness over here. There's a spirit of darkness uh, glooming over our school. A spirit of darkness uh, over the government. spirit of darkness uh, everywhere. And so much so that sometimes uh, the devil will try to make you feel like we are fighting a losing battle. Anybody ever been there? It just seemed like, you know, what is going on? What's going on? And, then, and the devil will make you feel as if we are fighting a losing battle. But I want to share something with us on this morning because the reality of it is, is there is a lot going on. Now, we have to accept that reality. Now, there's nothing really wrong with admitting that you're having troubles. Okay. There's nothing wrong with admitting that you're experiencing difficulties. As long as you also acknowledge the fact that I still got God on my side. <laughs> you, 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 you see, I think it was David that said, David said this when he was going through a difficult time in his life. David said what? Yea, though I walk through the what? Valley of the set. David didn't try to fool himself and try to convince himself that nothing is happening. No, David said, there's trouble all around me. So much so that the very shadows of death are glooming over me. But he said, now I will fear no evil. Why? Because God, 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 God is with me. God is the equalizer. Uh, I, I, I don't know about you, but... Uh, as I look at what's happening around me and as I look at what's happening in this world today, I have to keep reminding myself, but God. Yes. Mm -hmm. If we don't wake up in the morning with that but God uh, 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 in our heart, uh, our hearts will fail. The Bible said uh, the time is going to come when men's heart will fail them. What? Because of fear. And when we look at what's happening in our world, look at uh, how many suicides. For taking their lives. Why? Because of the gloom. What's happening? But I came to encourage you this morning that even though you may be facing some difficult and seemingly impossible situations, you can still live in the realm of the possibilities. <laughs> I don't care how Gloomy it look, Brother Kofi. <laughs> it's still possible. We live as believers. We live in a realm where our God overrides impossibilities. <laughs> Come on. 
God has the power to subdue impossibilities. The song says, uh, God specializes what in things impossible. So have you any rivers that you can't seem to cross? Have you any mountains that you can't what tunnel through? I don't know about you, but as I look, and, 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 and we have to care, be careful how we look. <laughs> when I say how we look, I'm not talking about my appearance. I'm talking about how you perceive and how often. But sometimes as I look at what's happening Sometimes it makes you think, God, is it really going? Has anybody ever been there, God? Is, is, it, is it really going to happen? <laughs> but the song says, God specializes what? In things that are impossible. And what? He can do what no other power can do. As we look inside of scripture on today, uh, Luke the 18th chapter and the 27th verse says this. It says, the things that are what? Impossible with men... <laughs> Or what? Possible with God. Let me let me let me let me sort of break that down to you. The things that you find yourself looking at and cannot help but come to a conclusion that I can't do that and I can't overcome that. Or that's not changing. He said the things that are impossible with men. <laughs> You still can keep your head up because it's, it's possible with God. In the midst of impossible situations, uh, there's still a realm of peace that we can dwell in because God overrides impossibilities. I think it was in Genesis, the 18th chapter. And the 14th verse says this, says what? Is there anything... <laughs> Too hard for God. Now I want you to look at this. I want you to look at this. Now that's a somewhat rhetorical question because God Himself asked that question. It wasn't that God Himself was wondering. God was trying to stimulate a man in them. To just begin to consider, is, is, there, is there anything too hard for me? Is there, is there anything? And sometimes, sometimes you need to stop yourself and say, is, is there really anything? Too hard for God. How many of us got situations in, in our lives now that we are? Feel beaten down 
because we've come to the end of ourselves. How many of us got situations in our lives that we, 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 we know God said this, but it seems like everything that's happening is contradictory to what God said. But even in the midst of what God said, we still have this God will it really happen moments. But I want you to, in the midst of all of that, stop yourself and say, well, now, is there really anything too hard for God? Even though I can't see my way, is the power or the ability of God limited to what I see? Or does the power of God stop when my abilities stop? Just because you can't does not mean God can't. And sometimes God will bring you to the end of yourself just so that you can see how great he is. Because God dwells in the realm of impossibilities. He wants you to know that I don't care what it is that you go through, what it is that you face in life, how often you face and how long it happens. God wants you to understand that it is still possible. As we are getting ready to go into 2023 and leaving 2022 we can't help but recollect or reflect on the trend that's happening in our world Okay, I, I want you to look at this. When we look at what's going on in the world, there's so much uncertainty. So much uncertainty. <laughs> we don't know if there's going to be a World War Three. We, we don't. We, I mean, with what's happening out there now, you 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 don't know. You you don't know if. Putin's gonna pull the trigger, and you, 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 you just don't know. You, you don't so much uncertainty. That's out there, huh? Un uncertainty in our government. You, you, you just don't know. You, you, you don't know who's gonna come out and and, and just you, you, you know, just. Say something crazy, you, you just don't know. So much uncertainty that's happening in our world, in our nation, in our cities, in our schools. You don't know, you really, really don't know whether or not, uh, even in this nation, 
we won't have a civil war. Okay, no, 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 no. Just, just, just look at it now. You, you. Sometimes when we, I listen at the news and listen at this is happening and, and, and you talking about the right to bear arms. You don't know with what's going on, whether or not there's going to be a civil war happening right here. So much hatred, so much venom that's spewed out there. You don't know whether or not when you leave home, whether or not you're going to make it back home safe or not. When you send your children out to school, you don't know whether or not they're going to make it back. So much uncertainty that's happening out there that, that sometimes you begin to ask yourself, God, is things really going to change? Anybody have ever had those moments? Martin Luther King had a dream in the 60s and and he just stood and he declared that I have a dream that one day this is going to happen and, and that's going to happen. And, 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 and if we were to be honest, there were times that we saw reflections of that dream coming to pass. But in reality, when you look, is it, is it really going to happen like? <laughs> hmm. Come on. He said. Oh, sure, when, when, when I look, I, I can still see the possibilities. I can still see the possibilities. But when I look at reality, again, be careful how you look. When I look at realities, sometimes realities have a tendency of trying to erase the possibilities. Come on, I want you to see this. I have a dream. I have a word from the Lord. I have that thing down on the inside of me that tells me God will. But every day I wake up, I face realities that are clouding my ears. And, and, and those realities sometimes have a tendency to cause my focus to leave the dream and embrace those realities. Come on. But I want you to understand something today if you don't understand anything else. I don't care how real your now may be. I don't care how real what you're dealing with is. I want you to understand and I want you to be able to declare as we go into 2023, as we leave 2022, I want you to be able to declare that in the midst of everything, it is still possible. Come on. You're not the only one. We're not the only one that have ever faced impossible times. That it faced impossible situations. 
that have had to deal with your own emotions and your own realities. Come on. Let me show you something. As you deal with your realities, never take God out of the picture. Okay. Let me say that again. As you deal with your realities, never take God out of the picture. Because God has the power to change things. You remember when Job was going through his tests and Job was dealing with issues on every side. He lost his family. He lost his flock. He lost his crop. He lost everything. He even got to the point that his wife wanted to, uh, uh, him to curse God and died. His friends were all against him. Come on. And then now physically his body began to break down. And Job began to look at everything that was going on inside of his life and in his body and began to, in his own self, begin to say, oh my God, what's, what's going on? What's, what's, what's going on? But even in the midst of everything that Job was going through, Job stood and said, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know I'm going through some difficult times and, and I know these skin worms are going in and out of my body but I still got the trust and believe down on the inside that still in my flesh I'm going to see God if a man dies. Shall he live again? You see, sometimes you got to talk to yourself in the midst of your realities. And bring God in the picture. Look at somebody and say, bring God in the picture. Or should I say, keep him in the picture. Hmm. Uh, let me go here because I, I want to close. I'm, I'm going to close this soon. <laughs> I just thought about... <laughs> I want to say this to us on today and, 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 and I want you to really hear God on today regardless of what's going on in your life regardless of your conditions regardless of your circumstances regardless of your situations and let me throw this in regardless of how long you have been waiting. Okay. I want you to understand that it still does not erase the possibility <clears throat> of what God says happening. Let me share something with you. Darkness never outlasts light. Darkness never had the power to overpower light. 
If you bring darkness inside of light, the darkness disappears. You bring light inside of darkness, darkness disappears. So light always overpowers darkness. <laughs> Your troubles never diminishes the power of God. That seems elementary. That seems elementary, but I want you to see how profound that really is. Your troubles never diminishes the power of God. We have a tendency sometimes to feel like uh, because I'm going through this and because I'm going through that and because I'm going through the other, well, now I don't really know if. But I don't care what it is you're going through. I don't care how difficult it is. I don't care how complex or how compound it is. It never diminishes uh, the power of God. It never, never does. God's power always supersedes what you're going through. I think it is the 46th Psalm that says, God is my what? Refuge and strength. He's what? A very present help in trouble. I don't care what kind of trouble you're going through. Look for God. My chaos does not have the power to erase the possibility of God. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes you can go through chaotic periods. When I say chaos, I'm not just talking about one thing. Sometimes you've been going through three or four things at the same time, and everywhere you look, come on, chaos. The devil thrives in chaos. Okay. Chaos have a tendency to lend its voice, its voice, and begin to speak. Anybody ever seem like when you're going through difficulties, that's when the devil starts speaking a whole lot? Come on. But I want you to understand something that Chaos does not have the power to erase the possibilities of God. And in fact, in fact, God have a tendency to thrive in the midst of chaos. You ever notice that? You ever notice? If you look throughout Scripture, it seems like God thrives in chaos. Inside of chaotic situations. In, 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 in fact, when, when you look at scripture, uh, uh, the beginning started in the midst of chaos. The Bible said in the beginning, uh, amen, God, what? Created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And what? Darkness covered the face of the deep. Chaos. Chaos never stopped God. Chaos never diminishes the power of God. Chaos never causes God to worry. God is never worried. Look at somebody and say, God is never worried. Because in the midst of chaos, all God got to do is speak. God can speak to chaos and bring order. Come on. If God can speak to nothing, 
If God can speak to darkness and bring forth light, certainly God can speak to your situations and change the dynamics of where you are and what you are going through. Always keep God in the picture. The Bible says in Corinthians said, what if God before us? Hmm. You see, the devil try to make you to believe God don't love you no more. You ought to look at your neighbor. You ought to look at yourself and say, God still loves me. I know we talked about that scripture in Corinthians a whole lot said nothing shall separate me from the love of God. And, and we took it, took it from the perspective of, you know, I'll never stop loving God. But no, that's not what that scripture says. That scripture actually was saying that nothing can stop God from loving me. What is it that have the power to stop God's love? From flowing towards me. Even when I was in sin. He showed his love towards me. What is that will make you think. That God's going to stop loving you now. God's love draws you out. Come on. The Bible said with loving kindness. Have a what? Drawn. Men, so don't let the devil fool you into thinking. That God don't love you. If God be for you. You ought to lift your hand. You ought to type in the chat box. God is for me. Mm. And because God is for me, it's still possible. Come on. I can live in the possible in the midst of impossible situation. God sometimes does his best work in the midst of difficult times. <laughs> Some of God's greatest work. You, 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 rem you remember the story of Jehoshaphat? Remember, anybody remember the story of Jehoshaphat in the book of Chronicles? The 20th chapter, Pastor Carlene taught on this lesson so profoundly once. And the Bible said Jehoshaphat being, I think it was his time, the king over Israel, Judah. And uh, the Ammonites, the Moabites, and different ones converged upon Israel to overtake them. And the Bible said, if you could put up Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 2 and 12, 20 and 12, I'm sorry, 20 and 12. And the Bible says that as word got to Jehoshaphat concerning the convergence of these armies that were coming against him, and Jehoshaphat understood that this was a very, very dire situation that they were facing. I wonder how many of us have been facing, have ever faced some very dire situation. <clears throat> but I want you to look at Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat got his folk together and Jehoshaphat went before the Lord. And Jehoshaphat began to pray. And Jehoshaphat said, oh my God, wilt thou not judge them, these folk that are coming against us? <laughs> Look at what it said, for we have no might against this great company 
that cometh against us. God, God, this is an impossible situation that you're putting us in. <laughs> we have absolutely no might against the Moabites, the Ammonites, and all of these other armies that, that have allied with them to come against us. We have no might. Sometimes it's good for you to get to the place that you acknowledge God. And without you, I'm nothing. I think it was Moses that said one time and he was getting, he said, God, if you don't go up with it, I'm not going. Because I know if I go up without you, it's going to be futile. God to God to go with me. Here Jehoshaphat said, God, we have nothing to fight with against this great company. But I want you to look at something. Neither do we know what to do. And no need of me getting my military men together and try to strategize. God, I don't, I don't know what to do. But I want you to look at the key. Jehoshaphat said, but what our eyes are on you. Mm. Look at this. Now, I want you to look at this. Jehoshaphat said, now, the armies are gathered against us. We've assessed their strengths. We've also assessed our strength. And we've concluded that there's nothing we can do. And it's an impossible situation. And that was okay. But Jehoshaphat said, but, but, but God, even though this is an impossible situation, our eyes on you. We're waiting, God, for you to see what you're going to do. You ever gone through some situations and say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see what you're going to do. God, I, I know that there's nothing I can do over here. There's nothing, God, they're talking about me. God, and I don't want to get into a conflict. Uh, talking about God, I'm just waiting on you. I'm, I'm, my eyes are on you. I, I, I'm waiting to see what you can do. I, 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 I taught a lesson a couple of weeks ago. I, I'm, I'm expecting my next. Sometimes you just have to wait and say, God, I'm expecting. I'm just waiting to see what you're going to do next. Jehoshaphat said, our eyes are on you. All God wants you to do is to believe him. After all that I've said on this morning and after all of the things, the realities that we have discussed on this morning, I come down to this conclusion. All God wants from us is to believe him. Okay. If God said it. I don't care what's going on. I. Believe. God. Somebody. I believe. God. Come on. If you notice throughout scripture. Shout out about her. The thing that God always endeavored to breed in his people was to believe him. To believe him. That's, that's all God said. If, if I could just get you to believe, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Trust me. Uh, uh, don't let what's happening around you uh, uh, discourage you. Believe that I can. Trust me. I can bring you through this. I can bring it. Trust me. If I told you that your seed is going to be like the sands of the sea, just trust me. 
Just believe me. I, 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 that's what I'm trying to develop in you. I'm trying to develop in you a life of a belief. Just believe God. All things are possible. What? To them that believe. You're living in a world of impossibilities. But don't, have, don't allow that to discourage you. If I can just believe God. Yes. Hmm. All things. Are possible to what? Them that believe. Second Chronicles is still in that same passage of scripture. Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter and the, the 20th verse says this. Believe in the Lord your God. Yes. And so shall ye be established. That's down near the end, the last part. Sure, we are facing some difficult situation, but God spoke to Jehoshaphat and said, I said, believe in the Lord your God. And so shall you be established. Believe his prophets. And what? So shall ye prosper. You ought to lift your hands and say, I believe God. Who shall believe the report of the Lord? Yes. Whose report do you believe? Do you believe the report of your circumstances? Or do you believe the report of the Lord? Do you believe what you see? Or do you believe what he says? The Bible says for our light affliction, which is what? But for a moment, uh, surely you're going through some difficulties. Surely you're going through some troubling times. But it said our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more what? Exceeding an eternal weight of glory. What? While we look not at the things that are seen. Stop wasting so much time looking at what's happening around you and look at God. I will lift my eyes to the hill from whence cometh my help. I'm not looking for my circumstances to change. I'm looking for God. God, our eyes are on you as you go into 2023. Keep your eyes on God. Keep your focus on God. I don't care what's happening. Keep your eyes on God. Believe God. There are two things that I want us to look at as we close this message. Believe God's sovereignty. That's just two times, Pastor. And it wasn't 30 minutes. Believe in God's sovereignty. What do you mean, Bishop? Believe in the fact that there's no power in the earth compared to God. God is what all power. 
Do you really believe that? You, you, you know, it's easy for us to believe that when everything is going good. But you got to believe that when things are not going well. Believe in the sovereignty of God. God stepped out and said, if there's anybody, any, anything, any entity out there that can challenge me, let them come forth. Nothing. There was no reply. Because God understood that he is almighty God. The Bible says, I think it in the 62nd Psalm, it says, uh, power. It, it, says, it, said, it says it like this. It says, haven't you heard and haven't God said it? Okay, that's, thank you. It said, God has spoken once. Twice have I heard what this, that what? Power belong to God. God has the power to change things. Let me share this with you. God has the power to change people. The Bible says the heart of the king is in God's hand. And he can turn it whichever way he wants. Some of us have loved ones that we've been praying for. And it seems like the more we pray for them, the worse they get. But I don't care how bad things look, still believe God. We ought to say, I believe God is still possible. Come on, God had the you Can you look at this fact? Some of you, you were a mess and God changed you. Why can't God change somebody else? Come on. I know my parents prayed for me. I know my mama prayed. I know my grandmother prayed for me because I was a mess. But in the midst of my mess, God intervened and began to change my heart. And because God did it for you, he can do it for somebody else. Todd Trevor sang the song, if you did it before, he can do it again. Come on. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on your family members. Don't give up on your situations and circumstances. It is still possible. In the midst of impossible situations, you ought to stand tall and say, God, I still believe you. Because all you have to do is step, say a word. And it will happen. Job, 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 Job said this. Of all the days of my appointed times, it seems just a little bit lower. It seems like I've been appointed for difficult. Anybody ever felt that way? It seemed like a, when you're looking at uh, uh, what's happening, it seems like God just seemed like a, like a trouble, just have a way of finding. Job said, of all the days of my appointed times, I'm going to wait till my change comes. My change.
change is coming. C.C. Wynan sing the song as you hear it being played now. She sang the song, said, they say that mountains can't be removed. They say these chains will never break. <laughs> but they don't know you like we do. There's power in your name. <laughs> We've heard that there is no way through. We've heard the tides will never change. Anybody ever heard that? Things will never change. They haven't seen what you can do. There's power in your name. Move the immovable. Break the unbreakable. God, we believe for it. From the impossible, we'll see a miracle. God, we believe. We believe for it. I don't know about you today, but there are still possibilities in the midst of where you're going through. All God is saying is, believe for it. He'll make a way where there seemed to be no way. We trust in Him because He has the last say. Come on. I don't care what it is. He has the final say. You ought to lift your hand and say, God, you have the final say. I don't care how loud my situation is speaking. God, you have the final say. As Caleb and Joshua stood there at the mouth of the promised land, in every report, Caleb and Joshua said, God, you have the final say. I don't care what's going on. I don't care about the realities of the giants. I don't care about the realities of the Malachites. I don't care about the realities of the report that we are grasshoppers in their sight. Caleb and Joshua said, their defense have left them and they are bred for us. And we can take this land that feed everyone. Stand to your feet. You that are out there that are listening to this word on today, I want you to <clears throat> embrace the reality of it is still possible. The Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but what joy cometh in the morning. 
I'm believing God to move the unmovable. I'm believing God to bring about possibilities in the midst of impossibilities. God, I believe. Hallelujah. As you turn that down just a little bit more. Hallelujah. I want you to, that are listening, to meditate on where you are in life. Those things that the enemy has been plaguing your minds with and telling you that it won't change. My husband won't change. My wife won't change. My boss ain't gonna change. My financial situations will not change. My health ain't gonna change. All of those words are spoken from a position of not believing God. Come on. But when you believe God, you can speak victory. Come on. Father, we bless you right now. Lift those hands to him. You that would dare to expect miracles in your life. Father, we thank you right now for reminding us that there's nothing too hard for you. <clears throat> God, this is not just a word for our now. It's a word also for our tomorrows. If we could just only keep reminding ourselves that there is nothing too hard for you. You've already brought us through difficult times. God, you've already brought us through impossibilities that we did not have anything to do with. Only you, God. So, Father, right now, today, we embrace God, the fact that you are with us. And with you, God, all things are impossible. We declare, God, your word over our lives. We declare that salvation will come to our home, our children. We declare right now, God, that every captivity, every opposition of the enemy is already defeated in their minds, in their hearts, in their circumstances. We declare it right now in the in the name of Jesus. You said, Lord, all things are possible to them that believe, those that believe what you say. And God, you've spoken. Therefore, we believe. And because we believe, God, we speak. Those things that you have said. God, right now, Lord, 
God, as we open our lives up to you, God. God, we yield everything about our lives, our thought process, our emotions. We yield it all to you right now. Mm. In the name of Jesus. And we speak to our souls right now. We speak to our emotions right now. We speak to our minds right now. That you are still in control. We speak right now to our situations. To come in alignment with your purpose. We speak right now. Mm. To these bodies. God that healing. Will take place. We speak to this nation God. That those things that you've spoken concerning this nation will come to pass. We will experience revival. Souls will be saved. In the name of Jesus, there will be a mighty, mighty revival, a mighty outpour of your spirit mm. your church will be revived mm. we declare it so right now we declare it so right now somebody lift those hands and say we declare it so right now not based on what we see but based on what you said we declare it right now in the name of Jesus come on somebody shout in the name of Jesus come on somebody shout it loud in the name of Jesus we thank you for it God we bless you amen and amen come on put those hands together for the Lord everybody that's it lift those hands and say it's still possible Come on, it's still possible. And with those hands lifted, he said, I believe God. Look at somebody and tell him, said, I believe God. Hallelujah, Jesus. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. We bless God for his word on this morning. I, I trust it. <clears throat> You've heard God as I was before the Lord this week trying to hear what it is to say and <clears throat> I thought I heard God said we can believe in the impossible believe for the possible in the midst of and I began to say God, I can't believe that because I know that's what your word said God said also Tell the people to take that into 2023. Take that in 2023. It's still possible. Live in the possible. As you go into 2023, live in the possible. It doesn't mean that impossible situations won't come. You don't mean that difficulties will not come. But you live in the possible. 
care how dark it is still possible Lord we believe come on Lord we believe if you ask me whose report do you believe we shall believe the report of the Lord amen you ought to lift those hands and say we believe the report of the Lord amen praise God we know that you were blessed by today's message we have to not only be listeners of the Word of God but also doers to find out what your next steps may be simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God